share with you today a message that I have entitled, What Legacy Will You Leave? What legacy will you leave? You know, it's a good thing that tomorrow we set aside time and we have made a purpose and an effort to reflect on, on those men and women that have so valiantly uh, went out on our behalf and for our sake and have fought and made the ultimate sacrifice and it's, it's appropriate, it's right that we would take time to honor that sacrifice. But I want to tell you something today. We are doing more than just simply holding in memoriam those that have passed on. I think it would also be fitting for us today to realize that not only are we reflecting, are we mem giving memorial to a sacrifice that has been made, but we are reflecting on a legacy that has been left us by someone else. You see, not only has a, a sacrifice been made, but a legacy has been left us. We have an inheritance from people, as I said, that we may never know that we may never meet, certainly not on this side of eternity. We, we have an inheritance, and here it goes. It's an inheritance that you and I walk in every day. It's, it's the inheritance called liberty. It's an inheritance called freedom of speech. It's an inheritance called the freedom of religious expression that you and I are able to come in this place today without hindrance, without, without inhibition, and just come in here and, and worship the Lord in the way that we see fit as millions of people across this land are doing today. It's a legacy that has been left us. It's an inheritance that has been given us, rights and privileges of which this many, many, many in this world know nothing of. They don't understand our way of life because they live in such oppression, they live in such bondage that they, they don't know what it's like just to operate freely from day to day. They are ours because of the dedication of many to a cause that they counted to be larger than their own lives. A life has been lived and a legacy has been left. Now I want to take just a minute and define for you what is a legacy. A legacy is defined in Webster's Dictionary as a bequest, a particular thing, a certain sum of money given by last will or testament. In other words, a, a legacy is an inheritance. It's something that you will pass on to a generation after you, to a people who come behind you, we are to leave and we will leave an inheritance. Written in the journals of history and etched in stones of memorial across this land are the names of valiant men and women who surrendered all and from their lives we receive an inheritance that is the freedom that we enjoy every day. Now I want to ask you this morning, what legacy will you leave behind to a generation of people who will come behind you? And I think it's a very important thing for you to begin to consider even now. What legacy will you leave? The word says in Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22, a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. 
Now I know there's a little bit of discrepancy between what's being said there at first glance and what we're talking about here this morning. But I believe as we go through, you're going to begin to see that, that this is kind of what the Scripture is saying to us. The Bible says that a good person will leave an inheritance for their grandchildren. In other words, what, what they're saying there is that it'll be such a lasting thing that it'll go beyond the generation immediately following them and to the next generation. And if it's done right and if it's done appropriately, it'll be perpetuated throughout the generations. First, an inheritance is left. It's common. You understand that, that, that everybody's going to leave an inheritance. The Bible doesn't say that the, that the, that the wicked are not going to leave an inheritance. It just says that it's not going to go to their children but they're going to leave something everybody is going to leave a legacy you're going to leave a mark on this world you're going to leave the thought of you will conjure up a thought or a feeling or some sense in everyone who has known you you are going to leave a legacy but the word differentiates between the legacy left by a good person and a legacy left by the wicked that's the difference and I want to ask you today again what kind of legacy will you leave have you thought of your life in terms greater than the years that you have here on earth do you ever think of your life in terms beyond your physical existence Have you considered that there are ways for you to minister? There are ways for you to impact and have a weight on future generations even after your time here on earth is complete? I want to encourage you that if you have not, you should begin to, if, if you haven't already, you should begin to consider your legacy and what are you leaving for generations that will follow after you. It's clear from the counsel of God's Word that that we're to take this into consideration. Not just in terms of dollars and cents, but in terms of things like morality. I mean, this is not a financial session here today to tell you about storing up wealth and storing up an inheritance. I'm, I'm more focused today on things like morality and devotion and dedication and commitment. What kind of legacy will you leave? What kind of mark will you leave on the lives of those that follow behind you? I want to share with you several examples today of a great legacy and many of them that we'll think of and, and you'll, you'll jump right in there with me when we start going through these things. But first of all, we have several biblical examples of great legacies that have been left behind. Preserved in the historical accounts of the Bible are some of the most awesome and exemplary lives that we could ever read about. Time would fail us today to, to read them all. As a matter of fact, the, the author of the book of Hebrews, he gets there in chapter 11 and he starts telling about these great men and women of what, and their legacy was faith. They left to the world a legacy of faith. He tells about Abraham. He tells about Gideon. He tells about all of these people that by faith, they conquered kingdoms and they, and they subdued things and they walked into the blessing of God by faith. And we read about that and they said, the word says that, that time would fail us to tell about all of the people that have left a legacy of faith behind for you and for me. 
to walk in as an inheritance for us. But I want to take just a minute highlight a couple. Now, in the Old Testament, we, we read about men like Moses. We read about people like Abraham. Abraham, the father of faith. Samson. We, we learn, yeah, hey, a great legacy. What do we learn from Samson? What do we remember about Samson? What not to do. Right? So you see what I'm telling you. We think about Abraham. We think about Moses. We remember Sarah conceiving in her old age. We, we, we remember the promised child and Abraham by faith moving and doing all these things. We remember Moses before the burning bush. And we remember him with his rod out over the Red Sea and the people passing through on the dry ground. We remember all those and our hearts are encouraged. We, we remember Caleb and Joshua and their words of faith when the other ten spies had negative reports. And we remember how that one day they walked right into that land of promise. And that is the legacy that they've left us. But I told you in the beginning, everybody leaves a legacy. And what do you want yours to be? Because then there are people like Samson that we learn from him what not to do. There are people like the servant of Elisha, Gehazi, and we learn from him what not to do. That is the legacy that he's left behind is a spoiled anointing of God over his life because he loved money more than he loved the things of God. And he ran after the pleasures of this world, but he left us a legacy. And now every time their names are mentioned, we have negative connotations that come to mind. I want to I share with you one more from the Old Testament, and that is the life of Joseph. And I want to speak to you about how, what a powerful legacy that he left. Even in our minds right now, we're, we're thinking about, oh, Joseph, the, the mighty prince of Egypt, rose to all this authority and power, saved the whole nation of Israel from famine. We, we got all that. But let me, let me just share with you a brief story. In the closing years of Joseph's life, it came to be that all of this issue with his family and everything was settled. They had been reconciled and they were there together. And Joseph now was an old man and he's reached the end of his years. And Joseph calls his family around and he, and he, and he says to them this thing in Genesis 50 verse 25. It says, and Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath. See, Joseph served as a prophet to his family. Joseph served as a prophet among his nation there. And he said, and Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid. Now this is before the time of trouble. The book of Exodus begins and it says, and many years had passed and there arose a Pharaoh who what? Knew not Joseph. He didn't know Joseph. There had been no trouble to this point. And this is several hundred years later now. But Joseph is here in the office of a prophet. And he says to his family and his kinsmen, God will surely come to your aid. And then you must carry my bones up from this place. I'm going to have been dead. But I give you a prophetic word. And I leave you with a word of faith. And when you think of me, think of God's deliverance. Now, this man was so great among his people that he was remembered 400 years later. 400 years later when Moses comes on the scene and there's all this oppression against the Israelites in Egypt and he steps up to the Pharaoh and says, let my people go. They get ready to leave that land. And Exodus 13, 19 says this. It says, and Moses took the bones of 
of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath and he said God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place I want to tell you something church that's how you leave a legacy is that you are a man or a woman of such faith you're a man or a woman of such prophetic voice in this generation that several generations later they remember your word. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have people like that in your life? Or have had people like that in your life that even today, though they're gone, you can still hear their voice, you can still hear their words ringing and echoing in your head because they have left you a legacy. Ruth made the right choice when she came to a crossroad in life and her name is preserved in, in the New Testament lineage of the natural family of Christ. She left a legacy because she made the right choice. You read down there, and the birth of Jesus was on this wise. And this person begat that person, and Ruth begat this person who was the grandfather of David, and on and on and on it goes. But she made the right choice, and she left a legacy in her life, and now she's forever recorded in the family tree of Jesus Christ himself. Now, there was a lady also in that situation by the name of Orpah. You remember her standing at the same crossroad. Ruth went one way, she went another, and we've never heard her name again. The New Testament speaks of Paul and Peter, John. A couple of ladies by the name of Lois and Eunice. Peter said, Paul said to young Timothy, he said, I see the faith in you that I first saw in, in your mother Lois, your grandmother Eunice. I see it now in you. They've left you a legacy. They've left something for you to walk in. There, there could be no greater, none greater than the legacy of abundant life and liberty that is ours in Jesus Christ. I would be remiss today if I were to talk about inheritance and legacy today and not speak of what we have in Christ Jesus. Amen? Praise God. We have a wonderful inheritance in Him. Jesus lived and left for us an example that we should follow in His steps, right? That's what the New Testament says. Jesus lived, suffered for us, and walked on this earth for us that we should follow his footsteps. Jesus left a legacy. Is that part of the example? That you too should leave a legacy on the generations for the generations to come? Are you living a life that lights the pathway for those that are behind you? Will your legacy exemplify things that point a generation to the goodness of God? In local sense today, we're, we're gathered here in this building. We're gathered in this building and that is the fruition of a legacy that was born of the faithful service of a generation of people who have already gone on. We are affected by ministry in this place that began as the vision and the heart of a few faithful servants over a half a century ago. People that many of you will, don't know or will ever meet. They have left a legacy today that is still impacting your life and mine. Over the last few years, I've had a privilege of meeting some great, great men and women from this congregation some whose examples minister to me now and right now in the present and some whose lives, although they've passed on, still minister to me. And my life will forever be impacted from knowing them. I will forever be challenged in fervency of service and faith-filled optimism 
the, the zest for life, devotion, and faithfulness because of people that I have known from this very congregation. Because when they left and went ahead, they left a legacy behind. You see, each of us are in greater part a compilation of the influences and the inheritances that we have received from those who have gone before us. Sometimes I act like my daddy. Sometimes I act like my mama. And sometimes I act like other things, but that's where the list is going to end. Amen? Praise God. We, we are made up. We are made up of the influences of lives lived and examples set before us, whether we have learned what to do and what not to do. We are made up from those examples. You know, it's, it's always a, a mixed bag of emotion and feeling to, to sit with a family and begin to make preparation for a memorial service. Because at the height of sadness, there's also that bit of joy as a family will sit and begin, the first thing inevitably that they will want to recount is the impact, the examples, the things learned from that loved one. Before, before the estates ever settled, before any item in the household's ever moved, the first thing that anybody wants to sit around and talk about are the important things left to them. Greater than the material value of, of, of worth of whatever's around there in the tangible sense. Those, those morals that have been instilled in them. That, that example of faithfulness. That example of strength and courage that has been left them from that generation that has passed before. You know what I'm talking about. You've all had people in your life and today you walk in that inheritance that they've left you. There are many right now as I'm speaking, you'll, you'll, never, you'll never forget some of the things, even the people from this congregation that you've seen in them, that you've seen manifest in their lives, and it was an encouragement, and it's a legacy that's been left for you. Now, I, I think sometimes that we get, we get a little bit of an inferiority complex, and we believe that the generation that is gone is somehow greater than what we are. And in many instances, they are in the moment because of experience, because of wisdom. But I want to share with you, there's a generation behind you that looks at you in the same way that you look to the generation ahead of you and that feels the same way about you that you do about those maybe that have gone on. And they're looking to you and they're observing things in your life. And I want to challenge you today, church. You can do so much more with your life than just what you can do while there's breath in this body. You can live exemplary. Consider, consider what you want to be known for. Do you want to be known as a man or a woman of great faith? Exercise faith. Speak faith. Live a faith-filled life. 
If you want to build that kind of legacy that generations to come say, that was a faith-filled person and I want to walk in the step, be faithful. Do you want to be known as a man or a woman of effectual, fervent prayer? Then pray without ceasing. Do you want to be known as a thankful person? Then be thankful. Do you, do, do you want to be a person that's thankful? Don't be a person who's continually complaining about what you don't have. Do you want to be known as a faithful person? Then be faithful. Don't just tell people how much you love attending church and how much you love Sunday school or how much you love the prayer service. Be there. Just the other night, the, the, we were at Bible study. We were gathered, and, and I began to look around the room, and I saw there was one certain individual missing. And I said, has anybody heard from him? I hadn't heard from him today. My God, I thought maybe the rapture would come. We'd all missed it. I didn't know. But I said, you know what? For them not to be here, it's kind of like the air condition being broke. I mean, you know it. Because above all, they will leave a leg. You see, you need to have a goal. You need to have a goal. You, you don't just need to let life happen to you. You need to happen to your life. You need to be intentional. You need to live with purpose. To know that, you know what? If we will surrender our lives to God that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above everything that we ask or think and you can leave a legacy in your family you can leave a legacy in your life of your grandchildren and their children that will last from generation to generation to generation to generation and God can do exceeding abundantly above everything that you ask or think because I guarantee you, not one of you this morning came into this house thinking about the legacy that you were going to leave in this world. Do you want to be remembered as a grumbler, complainer, a spiteful sourpuss, deceitful, or a gossip? Well, that too can be arranged. All you've got to do is practice it. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. You know, I've, I've known people, and I'm sad to say it, that, you know, you're walking away from the gravesite, and you're thinking, well, praise God. They've they finally been delivered from all of life's sorrow and woe. Amen? I mean, I don't mean that harmful or spiteful or anything, but they just, nothing was right, none of the time, regardless of what happened to them or for them. I watched, a, I watched an individual the other day. There were two individuals having a conversation, and I couldn't help. My ears perked up. Because this person has been healed from a terrible disease. And, and, and God has really done a work and a life in the preservation of, of their being and their body. And you know what? They were just standing there. And it was, good Lord, have, I thought we were in Cornfield County. I'm telling you. Gloom, despair, agony on me. And, and you know what? Finally, the other person looked at him, and because they were a friend and they could say it and they'd get away with it, finally looked at him and said, You know what? You are hanging on to that. I'm not. I take it to the altar. No, you don't. You take it to the altar and you pick it up again because you want to be a complainer. And you want to be sad and you want to have something to whine about. Now, if I'd have said that, they'd have probably smacked me. But I'll tell you what, when he said that, I said, Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Somebody done. Told the truth and the truth will make you free. Amen. I wanted to say it so bad my tongue was about to bleed. Amen. Praise God. I said, you preach, brother. Ugh. You 
are today building a legacy that you will leave for the next generation and quite possibly the one after that. Depending on its strength, it may go well beyond. There are, there are people in our history, they didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, I think I'll save the world. But they just were obedient to the call of God. Be it on the battlefield or in the boardroom or wherever they were. Maybe they served this nation in Congress or in a presidential office or something of that nature. They were obedient to the call of God and they left a legacy that now hundreds of years later we're still recounting and we still talk about them and we still hold them up as examples. There are pioneers throughout our movement in this denomination that they moved in such a fervency in the fire of God that today if you simply mention their name there are people who said, oh yes, I know them. Oh, I'm telling you, they were, they were really right with God and they moved in the gifts of the Spirit and they operated by faith. I know, man, they were an encouragement to me. It's very simple. If you want to leave a great legacy, practice what you preach.